Hi everybody, good afternoon. How are you? How are you? All right, let me know if you're on live. Let me know if you're on the replay. And we are gonna have a really fun, really fun conversation today. I can't wait. Hey, Abby, I saw Abby just hopped on. So I, I'll just kind of wait, you know, 60 seconds and have a couple sips of coffee before we launch into this really interesting conversation. Ah, oh, so warm, so good. <laughs> I just made a new cup of coffee and it's like making my day right now. All right, so hopefully you are comfortable. Yeah, prerequisites for this conversation. Comfortable, <laughs> warm beverage, or something that you like to drink. If you're cold, grab a blanket. I wish I had a candle lit. I think I'm gonna do that. So make a nice environment, for, set up a nice environment for yourself right now so that you're, you're, you're facilitating your body relaxing. I can't find a lighter, so that's okay. Um, but I have my coffee. I am surrounded by pretty things. So I am feeling very good in, in my body. Um, all right, so get comfortable, get relaxed. And before we begin this session too, let's, let's center ourselves a little bit from the day. I know for myself, this day has felt frantic. Um, my, my dad is coming to visit and usually he leaves at like one o'clock in the afternoon. And today he messaged me in the morning and he was like, we left at 6 30 AM. And I'm like, Oh, I love you, but okay. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> so like my husband and I are like, you know, running frantically running around the house, like just like out of a movie, like throwing things and doing dishes and like washing clothes. <laughs> So that's been my that's been my morning. I did get a blowout today though. Thank you, Abby. Because I knew I would not have time to do my hair with everything going on. And honestly, it was it felt so good. It was such a nice me moment amidst the chaos. And I have this like sparkly filter on. Anyway. So let's close our eyes for a moment and just take a deep breath and let it go. And let's just do, let's do a full body scan. So let's, um, you know, plant your feet firmly on the floor if you're sitting at a chair. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. And just start to check in with how your feet are feeling. Maybe you don't feel anything. Maybe they feel a little heavy. Maybe they feel a little sore or stiff. Maybe they feel toasty and warm in slippers. And let's move up our legs to our knees. How are your knees feeling today? And no judgment, whatever sensations you're feeling, just, just notice it. And now let's move up to what we call in yoga, the root chakra, the bottom. How are you feeling when you're seated? 
Are you feeling grounded today? Are you feeling more flighty? And let's move up to your ribs and take a deep breath for this one and let it go. And just take a moment to see if you can feel the volume of space that your ribs take up in your body. Maybe you feel your lungs. And now let's move up to the heart. Maybe you, you smile here. I did for some reason. How does your heart feel today? Do you feel open in the heart? Do you feel tense? Do you feel anxious? Or do you feel still and excited? And then let's just draw our attention to the shoulder blades. Maybe lift them, lift your shoulders up towards your ears and then just roll them back and let them drop down. Just try to completely relax your shoulders. We carry a lot of tension in our shoulders, especially if you sit at a desk. And then let's move up to the face. Just relax the jaw. Drop the tongue off the roof of the mouth if it is there. Try to relax your eyes a bit if you're, if you're, if you're clenching. And place your hands in your lap with your palms facing up. Take another deep breath. And when you're taking a deep breath, you want your, your stomach to expand. And then when you exhale, you contract. Let's do a couple more breaths on your own. And when you are ready, you may open your eyes. All right. I don't know about you, but I really needed that. That felt so good. To, like my body feels much more relaxed. I wanted to do that for this session because I want to just 
I wanted us to all kind of come together and be in the same energy, but also this way you can kind of get out of your head a bit, drop into your body, and then that this way this experience will, will have more of a lasting impact on you. So what we're gonna do here today is we are going to engage in something called motivation and joy mapping. So the reason, the purpose of this is that through this exercise, this will really determine how to go about customizing, optimizing, refining your lifestyle. And as a refresher from session one, the lifestyle is comprised of nutrition, physical activity, um, now I'm forgetting, mental preoccupations, and stress management, I believe. Now I want to double check on that, but it's okay. So this session is going to allow you to connect to yourself a bit and really start thinking more critically and more deeply and more intentionally about your lifestyle. There are many different purposes for doing this. I think one purpose that we can all relate to though is that this process of lifestyle design, I think the biggest benefit is in terms of unlocking deeper happiness in our lives. I mean, that's what we all write, we all want, right? Let me know if you agree. When we can unlock deeper happiness in our lives, it does make everything feel easier especially when it comes to like working towards goals and tapping into energy and things like that. So that's what we're going to do here. And I think I'm going to jump in and, and explain the first part to you. So if you have a, a journal, maybe get that out. Maybe you come back later and you watch this again and you journal. I'd probably get a, get a journal out though. And as much as you're comfortable sharing, you honestly don't even need a journal because you could just interact with the chat and that would be the same, the same thing. So we're going to focus on two domains today and there are two big questions that I'm going to ask you right now to get the ball rolling. So what I would do if you're journaling is I would take a sheet of paper and I would just draw a line down the middle. And on one, si on one side, we're going to write joy. And on the other side, we're going to write motivation. You can do this in your head and you can interact in the chat. It's up to you. So the first question is this. And just be open to these questions. How do you want your life to feel? How do you want your life to feel? Don't overthink it. Whatever comes up first, jot it down. The second question, what do you want to happen in your life? Don't overthink it, jot it down. So as you're doing that, I'm gonna elaborate a bit on each question. The question of how do you want your life to feel, I think is really fascinating. This is gonna be different for everybody. 
some, and this is going to be uh, dependent on your demographics. It's going to be dependent on your personality. It's going to be dependent on the social support you have and on your genetics. For some people, they might want their life to feel calm. For other people, they might want their life to feel high energy and exciting. For some people, they might want their life to feel meaningful or purposeful or intentional, or maybe you want your life to feel spontaneous, right? Like what are the feelings that, that bring you the most joy and just jot them down. Yeah. Somebody saying happy, happy experiences, happy where we are. Um, you know, maybe you want your life to feel abundant or you want it to be filled with gratitude Whatever's coming up, there's, again, there's no right or wrong. Yes, Abby's like, all of these things. <laughs> so how do you want your life to feel? What are the emotions that feel the most natural to you? That's another part. So, and, and we're going to do this together. So just jot down any language that's coming up. I'm going to just do this quickly with you so that I give you time to think about it wherever you are. Um, I'm just going to give us like 60 seconds to really lock this in. How do I want my life to feel? Okay, and let's move on. Oh, I like that one, peaceful, gratitude. So let's go to the second question now. What do you want to happen in your life? What do you want to happen in your life? So I think this is a more beautiful way of saying like, what are the goals you have for yourself? What are the goals you have for, for your life? What is your, what's your dream kind of reality? What are the things you're achieving and accomplishing? What are you being known for? What are you being recognized for? Maybe you're not known or recognized at all. Maybe you don't, maybe your ambitions are more in your immediate family. Maybe, you know, maybe you have that, you have more of an ambition to be a great parent or maybe it's all, maybe there's so many different things. Write it all down. What do you want to happen in your life? Are there things that you've wanted to happen in your life at certain points that you have abandoned because it didn't feel like there was enough time to make it happen or it didn't feel like it could ever be a reality? Write it all down. What do you want to happen in your life?
And if you're like me, you might be realizing at about this moment that you want a lot of things to happen in your life. I wrote down like some and then I realized like, oh, this is becoming almost a form of a bucket list. Like this is becoming all of the things that I've ever wanted to do. So maybe even thinking about, okay, what are, what are the, what are the non-negotiables that I want to happen, right? Like I'd love to skydive, but if I don't, I'll be okay. But what are the non-negotiables? Maybe that's something having to do with, I don't know. I don't even want to say anything because I want it to come from you. So now that you've written this down, at first glance, at first glance, do you think that the feelings on the left go nicely with the tasks on the right? Or are there certain tasks that don't line up with the feelings or certain feelings that don't seem to line up with the tasks? Is there anything jumping out at you? So I just wanted to make sure that I said everything that I wanted to say. So that's, that's question one. Is there anything that feels misaligned? Now, once you have your list, we're going to move on to the next part of this exercise. So let me know if you're good to move on. I'm going to share with you some of the things that are on my list just because it's fun. And in case you're not following along with this in the moment, you'll have an example to come back to, especially if you're on replay. So on the left side, what do I want my life to feel like? This is what came up for me again, not overthinking it, just kind of going into like feminine energy here, laid back energy, receiving energy. What are the messages coming through? Maybe that sounds strange to you. Maybe it doesn't, but that's really what it's like. <laughs> Lydia, I just came on and have no idea what you're writing, but this is so exciting to me. Yay. <laughs> you'll, yeah, you'll enjoy this. It's a, it's a fun exercise. So on the left-hand side, how do I want my life to feel? I wrote calm, interesting, passionate, inspired, grounded, multidimensional, beautiful, meaningful and surprising. Sounds good to me. On the right side, what do I want to happen in my life? I feel like this part got a little bit messy, but I allowed it to be messy. So I'm just going to be authentic and read it to you. I want to write a book. I want to become more widely known. Here's the other thing. Watch what comes up as you write what you want. Do you find yourself judging yourself for wanting the things that you want? That's a whole other other dynamic to this. So allow yourself, pretend this is a utopia, a dream world for a second. Allow yourself to want whatever it is you want. This is really fun to do because it, it brings up a lot of feelings. You, you realize how much of ourselves we keep hidden, maybe because we're women or maybe because we just keep things hidden. So I want to become more widely known. I want to become a millionaire. I want to live to be 107. I want to see my kids change the world and be happy. I want to expand my business and my brand. I want to become a teacher in mindfulness. Um, I'm actually starting to embark on that very soon, which I'm so excited about. I want to buy a vacation home. I want to live on the lake. I want to send my kids to the schools that I want to send them to. These are some things that came up for me. So. What came up for you? Anybody want to share any of the things that you want to see happen in your life? You may be wondering, how do these things relate to health? 
Maybe you're not wondering that. Maybe you are. How do these things relate to health? Because health in this new paradigm, in our new definition, is about committing to yourself. It's about going all in on the things that you want and detaching from the outcome. So it's about going all in on the things that you want, believing that, that you can get them, but then also simultaneously detaching from the outcome. This is health. So when I talk about my evolution in health, I'm not going to go through that here, but I've talked about it in, in other programs. One of the phases of my evolution in health was becoming a public health entrepreneur, putting myself out there, starting my own, my own business, deciding that I could do a, this thing that I had told myself was too impossible or that it, like, like that's for other people, but that's not for me. So are there things like this in your own life that you, that you say to yourself? Is there something in you that you feel a, like this kind of fire about, but for whatever reason, maybe there's a limiting belief or maybe there's just something practical in the way preventing it from happening? Is there anything like that for you? So health is really becoming more so about the commitment to your personal evolution. I think health is really about this connection to personal development. Health is the personal development. Here's why I think this, and here's why other people think this too. Because once we go beyond the basic needs, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, once we go beyond having food and water and shelter, and safety, and love, and support, we enter into a realm of what, of, that is called self-actualization, self-actualization, self-actualization. And what does that actually mean? It means fully becoming, fully waking up to who you, to who you are being able to fly, being able to stretch yourself, being able to do all of these incredible things because you have that foundation to fly from. So if you're thinking about the hierarchy of needs, do you have food in your home? Do you have water? Do you have a shelter? Do you have love? Do you have support, social support and connection? If you have all those things, you're ready for this piece. You're ready for the self-actualization. I view the work that we do in my programs together, I view the nutrition, the physical activity, the optimizing of stress management, the optimization of sleep, I view all of that as part of self-actualization. Because there's a big difference between feeding yourself so that you don't starve to death, and then refining and optimizing and actually practicing nutrition. So this is why naturally after we do that, like after we're eating well and we're optimizing our nutrition 
and we're optimizing our physical activity and we're optimizing the way that we think about stress and the way that we interact with other people, we're optimizing our place in the world as a natural byproduct of that. This is where we tap into more depth of experience, more depth of joy, more depth of emotion, more depth of achievement and what is possible. It becomes the it becomes about the commitment to to per, to personal growth. It becomes about the commitment to continued evolution of the self. Let me know what you think of this idea. But this is really how I view health. So Gabby, thank you for sharing. I'm going I'm to read this. These things may seem super basic. It, nothing's too basic. But here's what is on my list. Pay off debt. Own a house. Organize my home. Go on a kid-free vacation with my husband. That sounds great. Develop close friendships. I think that's beautiful. And here's the thing. When you commit to health, you commit to this list evolving. So you're going to pay off the debt. You're going to own the house. You're then going to organize your house. Then you're going to go on the kid-free vacation. Then you're going to develop close friendships. You're going to be so grateful that you got to do all of these things. And then you're going to be inspired to desire other things. And that's okay. That's the, that's the point. So health is this thing, this kind of commitment, this declaration that I am, I am worth it and I get to have all of the things that I want and desire and I'm, I'm, I'm going to you know tunnel vision and I'm going to get there. Because Gabby, I want to tell you something. My list was your list three years ago. My list was your list three years ago. And the more that I leaned into who I naturally was and the things that I naturally wanted to share with the world and do, the, the easier my life became. That might trigger a little bit of a response in you. Just notice if that's coming up. But when we lean into who we are and we decide that we are going to prioritize ourselves first and foremost, life becomes significantly easier. So through this journey of health and putting yourself first in all of these different ways, what happens is we build more and more and more self-confidence and we compound that confidence. And then because we had the courage to begin and to get started with our list, we, we start to feel unstoppable. And then it feels like we can have another list and another list and another list. And then the part that becomes the, more, the most fulfilling and the most rewarding is not the things we're checking off the list. It's actually the feeling of constantly being a little bit better than we were yesterday. The feeling of surprising yourself. The, the feeling of... The, the, the feeling of... growth. So that, that's, that's this new... This is the new, this is the new way. And here's the, here's the reason that we're talking about this. We're not talking about this just because it's inspiring and motivating, although it is. We're talking about this because the old way of doing it is not working. It's not working for anybody. <laughs> the old way of changing how we eat and what we eat and changing how we move and why we move and changing the way that we move through the world and the way that we interact with people 
and changing our sleep and changing our stress management, the old way of addressing problems to prevent disease and manage symptoms is not leading to people having sustainable long-term results. People aren't having sustainable long-term results because these things are all outside of them. They're all outside of us. They're all the extrinsic motivators. They're, they're things that feel good, but the good feeling is fleeting. But when we reframe our mindset and we tap into this idea of health as a commitment to personal evolution, health as having the courage to think that you can live your most amazing life possible, when we, sh when we, when we shift the narrative to, to that, that is where we tap into for the first time lasting results because we're not just doing the things to, to lose weight and look skinny and go to the doctor and have them you know clap and applaud that we have good labs. Those things are amazing, but they're not. They're not, they don't give us that sense of just like deep fulfillment and joy and, and connection and love. And like, they don't, they don't give us that. What gives us that is having the courage to, to live for ourselves. This is just the thing that I'm the most passionate about because I believe as women, we spend a lot of our lives following scripts that have been outlined for us. We do. We live in a patriarchal society and as independent and strong and tough as we are, we are not immune from its influences. When we were growing up, people assumed that we were gonna be better at reading than we were at math. People assumed that if you had blonde hair, you were an idiot. There was a period in my life where I dyed my hair dark brown because I thought people would think I was smarter. We take care of our siblings when we're kids because we take that on ourselves. We maybe don't raise our hand in class as much because we're worried about what people are going to think about us. And then we maybe apply for colleges. Maybe a guidance counselor doesn't think that we're as smart as we, as smart as we are. And so they tell us to apply to colleges that are beneath us. Maybe we apply to colleges that are beneath us because nobody's ever expected anything more from us. Maybe we apply to the great college and we go, but we get there and feel like we're still not being taken seriously. Maybe it's assumed that the only way to be wealthy as a woman is to marry a man that has it. Maybe we become nurses and teachers and dietitians and social workers because we think that that makes us fit into this label of being a good woman, being a selfless woman, being a woman that takes care of others and also has a flexible job so she can take care of her children. There are, every one of us has stories like this. We all do. If I asked each of you to tell a story of a time where you felt small as a woman or you thought somebody was underestimating you, I know you'd all have a story. We've all walked into a car dealership, right? <laughs> we all have these stories. And as much as we are, as strong as we are, they, they infiltrate us. And sometimes they infiltrate us to the extent of making our dreams literally feel impossible. 
and we give up or we don't even start because we don't want to be disappointed. So when we're thinking about lifestyle design, what we're trying to achieve is we're trying to achieve this balance of doing the things that are going to help us get to the things that we want to happen, but also doing the things that support the feelings that we want to have in our lives. So it's like this cross, this like intersection of like, okay, I want to do these, I want to do the things, but I also need to enjoy the journey because if I'm not enjoying the journey, I am never going to be happy with the outcome because the outcome is so brief and so fleeting. And maybe you have an experience with this that, that's coming up for you. You know, maybe you did stay up really late and work really hard so that you could get into grad school or get the job that you wanted or I don't know, some other example of, of achievement. Maybe you did go to Weight Watchers in the past and lose 20 pounds and you enjoyed that feeling of reaching the milestone. But then you found yourself saying, well, why is this not lasting? Okay, I got the job. Why am I, why am I unhappy six months later? Oh, I, I bought the house. Why am I unhappy six months later? So it's good to want things. But what we miss is that we, we, we have to align the things that we're doing to make us feel as good as possible so that we get to make the most of our lives. And this is, this is what it's like to be committed to health. Being committed to health is being committed to the experience of being human. It's about giving yourself the freedom to be who you organically are inside and only you know that. And so if you don't know the things that you want to have happen, or you don't know the feeling that you want to have in your life, that's okay too. Maybe you've never thought about this or never connected to it. And now that I've asked you these questions, they're going to they're gonna be in your body. And over the next week, month, year, you're going to have these little flashes when you're living your life where you're going to feel, oh, this feels like joy. This feels like pleasure. This feels exciting. This feels inspiring. This feels grounding. This feels really calming. This feels really peaceful. This right here that I'm doing, this is bringing me a lot of gratitude. So by asking this question, you're not going to know every single action that's going to bring you to where you want to go or going to bring you to how you want to feel. But now that you have the question, you're going to start to notice more. You're going to start to notice and learn more about yourself. This is a process that I've been going through for like the past year. It's been a really interesting process. It's been hard in some ways to confront parts of myself more objectively, but it's also been incredibly healing and it's allowed me to tap into just such deeper contentment, fulfillment, joy, and gratitude and, and love. It's allowed me to tap into that so, so strongly. I was saying to my husband yesterday, for the day before, I was saying to him, I'm like, I don't know what is going on. I'm like, but when I leave the house, I'm telling you, I'm like, I leave the house and I don't even start conversations with people. People are just coming to me. 
They're just coming to me and they're telling me everything about themselves and they're having conversations with me and they're not heavy conversations, they're fun conversations and they're light and they're connected. So when you do this, it's like you do start to, I don't know, you know, if you've heard of law of attraction, but when you do this, you do start to naturally notice other things going really well in, in your life. So from here, like I said, you're going to take this with you and you're going to start to notice more about how your life feels on a daily basis and the different activities that you're engaging in. You're going to start to think about them more intentionally. That's going to be profound. But right now, when you look at the things that you want to have happen in your life and you look at the feelings that you want to have happen in your life, or actually, let's, let's scratch that. Let's think about a typical day in your life. So go through the process of waking up, go through the process of every single thing that you do in a day in your head and jot down the experiences that bring you positive emotion off, off the bat. So just, you know, jot those things down. I'm going to do this too. You can even kind of put on a, on a veil here of, of health. Like if, if this is a little abstract for you, you could pick kind of one domain and, and think about it in that way. So for example, if you're like, I don't even know what brings me joy at all. Think about your, um, what you're eating throughout the day, right? And think about like, what are the meals that make you feel good? What are the meals that make you feel less good? And write down the ones that make you feel good. Or maybe you're going to think about activity. Maybe you're just going to think very literally about activity and you're going to think about the physical activity that you may or may not engage in during the day and which ones you find really pleasurable and to bring you a lot of joy. So let's think about a snapshot in our lives because that's gonna give us a pretty accurate representation of the things we're doing the most. So let's take 90 seconds. One thing I'm going to add here, it's okay to write down something that brings you joy or pleasure, even if you know it's not going to be connected to becoming a healthier person. So just write it all down. <laughs> Okay, so drop anything in the chat that you feel comfortable sharing about your day, about something you do in your day that makes you happy or brings you joy. 
and I will share some of the things that I wrote down and I could feel myself getting happier as I wrote this list. I was like, just like, wow, I have so many things I want to write here. There's so many things that I enjoy that I get to do every single day. So already this is kind of cool and transformative, but I wrote down that I love my coffee, quiet reflection, meditation, yoga time in the morning. That's like my favorite thing ever. I love having meals with my family. So whether that's breakfast or lunch with my husband or dinner as a family, I love that. I love coaching. I love talking to all of you. I love sharing new ideas. I love coaching with my private clients. I love that work that I get. I love the work that I get to do every day. I love content creation. I love it. I love walking. I love the conversations that I have with my friends and my mom and my family. I love, um, I wrote this one down, sex. <laughs> I love speeding in my car when it's nighttime and I'm listening to music that I love. I love wine. I love music. I love reality TV. I love taking baths. I love self-care and I like talking to strangers. These are just some of the things that came up for me as kind of just those normal day-to-day -day things that happen all the time, but they're so magical. So now we get to look at this list and this is where we start to design the life that supports the health. And this is going to be, this is going to be different for everybody. This is going to be a different starting point for everybody. So you might be starting and you're, and maybe you're still at the stage in your health journey, which isn't, it, none of it's bad or good. Maybe you're still at a stage in your health journey where you're really working on optimizing your nutrition. And so you might have more of a focus on what are the activities that I find really meaningful and that bring me joy, but that also kind of support me in that thing that I want to do, right? So maybe you have a goal right now where you want to increase your activity. And so you're going to look at what are the, what are the things I'm doing in my day that are physical, that are physical activity, but that I actually enjoy. Maybe you're doing activity right now and then you're realizing, I don't, I, I hate this. <laughs> I hate going to Orange Theory Fitness. I hate running and jogging. You know, maybe you're trying to do activities that you actually despise. Um, maybe you, you're kind of in a place where you're more so focused on how do I create more meaning and more joy in my life so that I can sustain all of these healthy behaviors because I know what to do and I've done it before, but now I need to figure out how do I, how do I like structure my activities to support this? So when I'm looking at my list and I'm thinking about, okay, I'm kind of thinking in more of a broad sense. So I'm thinking about like, what are the things that are going to help me achieve those, those kind of career oriented goals that I have on my list? And to be honest, and even thinking more so about like health domain or just more literal health, the only thing on my list that jumps out at me, at me as like not being a healthy behavior would be speeding in my car. <laughs> I should not do that. That's not safe. So that's not one that I want to prioritize, right? Like we're going to cross that off the list. <laughs> and now that I've had this conversation with myself, I'm going to be significantly more likely to check my speed and be more intentional about it. <laughs> But then I'm also looking at does my quiet morning time, does my, does my meditation time, does my reflection time, does my yoga, does that support my healthy lifestyle? A million percent. It supports my stress management and mental health. It supports my physical activity. It supports my career goals, you know, by remaining mentally strong. It's very supportive. What about eating meals with my family? 
one million percent that supports my health. I enjoy it and it supports my health because it supports my social health, my emotional health. It also just supports my nutrition, my metabolic health. What about coaching and content creation? Do, do those things support my health? My health a million percent because they bring me great fulfillment. And when I live a fulfilling and meaningful life, I'm more likely to engage in my life and be consistent. What about walking? A million percent physical activity. What about friendship and conversation? Yes, social support, connection, community. What about sex? Yes. <laughs> I'm like whispering like I'm a kid, but like, yes. Metabolic health, reproductive health, mental health. What about wine? Yeah, stress management, as long as it's within moderation, you know, a glass. Stress management, Mediterranean eating, check. What about music? One million percent, just joy, fulfillment, intentionality, stress relief. What about reality TV? Questionable. <laughs> Questionable, but I'm gonna go with joy. I'm gonna go with stress relief. <laughs> Let me know if you watch Married at First Sight. I'm obsessed with that show. What about taking baths and practicing self-care? <clears throat> One million percent. Stress is one of the the worst epidemics that we have going on right now. Any little thing you can bring into your day that makes you feel more at peace, more relaxed, more centered, more happy, a million percent do it. What about talking to strangers? Yes, there's actually research on the fact that the interactions we have with strangers are like more transformative than the interactions we have with people that we know. Because there's this element of it being unexpected and surprising. And that's why I love it. That's why it's so much fun to tell these stories, tell the stories of strangers that you meet because it's just such a beautiful representation of human connection and spontaneity. So kind of look at your day. Now, I also don't want to make you see, make it seem like, oh my God, every single day I live is perfect because that's not true. I'm, I was thinking about a perfect day. Maybe you're in a season where you're like, I don't got a lot of things on my list that bring me joy right now. Maybe you're like, I hate my job. I'm sedentary most of the day. I'm not eating well. I'm not sleeping well. I really don't prioritize spending time with people that I love or care about. Maybe you don't have this positive of a list. That's okay. It's okay. This is all an exercise in self-discovery. And now that you've sat down and think of, and thought about it, this is where you can then make change. Awareness is like that first step. So this is where we're developing self-awareness. I feel like this should be taught in schools because we kind of just live so focused on the external world that we don't really check in with like, how is this feeling? How is my life feeling? But this is like kind of developing that self-awareness. So if you're saying to your list, I hate every single part of my day, then this is where you have that, you know, this is where you do the deeper work. How did I get here? Why am I engaging in all these things that don't bring me joy? How could I possibly expect that I'm going to lose weight and be metabolically healthy and, and be mentally healthy? If I'm literally making myself miserable, why am I doing this? You know, maybe there are some practical layers here. Maybe you need the job, but can you do the job that you need and find fulfillment and a passion or somewhere else? Yeah. Maybe you have a very sedentary job and a really mean boss who doesn't let you get up from your desk a lot. <laughs> can you make space for activity at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day? Yes. So like work with what you have. Um, instead of kind of getting into maybe a loop of how hard this is going to be and there's so many things outside of my control, if you're going there, just bring it into what you can control. Walking outside with my kids, 
chatting on the phone with my mom, listening to podcasts, reading. Yeah, it's the simple things. It's the simple things. All of this is what I needed to hear. This week has been a little stumbling and this is building me up so much. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you feel that way. I find these kinds of conversations, I find them to be like the most nourishing form of self-care that there is. Like I just find like when we stop and we like connect with ourselves, this is like what we naturally are built for as women. Like this is just who we who we naturally are. We are more and more feelers a lot of the time. Let me know if you relate to this. Like we are more intuitive beings. We're more feelers and we live in like this very masculine world. And so you know, the masculine world is very linear and logical and structured. And we don't get to like lean back and kind of play into how are we feeling and taking our feelings serious, like seriously. Like I always feel like my intuition is a superpower. Like I, I know things about my kids and I don't even know how I know them sometimes. Like I'll know that they're sick because I smell that like they smell different. Or like, I'll just kind of know that my mom's having a bad day just based on a feeling this doesn't mean you're crazy. Like it's a real, it's real. Intuition is, is, is real. And the way that we feel in certain situations in our, and in our lives really does have the power to impact what we, what we are able to do in our lives. So if we're constantly feeling negative and we're constantly feeling like we're doing things that we don't want to be doing, we're doing them for other people or because we, have gotten into a pattern. We don't even know why we got there. If you've kind of built a life like that, this is going to be a more intricate process of, of unraveling, but it, it's, you know, how many people never even stop and think about this. So just be kind to yourself, be, be compassionate to yourself, be understanding of, of the fact that so, so much of what is built in our, in our society is kind of, is kind of strange. Like, I mean, even the way that we've done health up until it's the way we still do health. Like our entire medical system in the US, it like blows my freaking mind. We have an entire medical system that number one is a business that profits off of people being sick. That's effed up. But number two, we don't go, we, we're, like we're not called to do testing or go into the doctor or pursue our health. Maybe, you know, certain screenings and things that we do, but we're not proactively talking about our lives like this. Like we're not proactively designing our lives to support who we are as humans so that we can optim that so that we can function optimally and have the most productive and happy society possible. We don't do that. Like we just don't. Because it's a little more abstract than you have a disease, let's treat it. You have a symptom, let's treat it. Your lab is doing this, let's treat it. Like that's all it is right now. <laughs> And it's like somebody can have perfect labs, but be really depressed. Somebody can be really depressed and go on lots of antidepressants and still be really depressed if they don't have this conversation and, and, and if there's not, if they're not able to live, to live authentically is what I'm trying to say. So I hope this workshop gave you some food for thought. Take these two questions with you. How do I want my life to feel? What do I want to do? What do I want to happen in my life? Or what do I want to do in my life? Look at how a typical day look, feels to you right now. Look at like, start to notice throughout the week what your emotions are doing. And I want to make it clear. 
this work is not about creating this like culture for yourself that you have to be happy 100% of the time. Emotions are a normal part of life. It's very normal <laughs> to wake up happy and then be pissed because you didn't communicate properly with your husband and now you're taking your kids to school or then be sad that you showed up at the nail salon and you thought you had an appointment that day, but you didn't schedule it that day. Like it's normal to feel a wide breadth of emotions every single day. So what we're trying to do here is we're not trying to, we're not trying to stifle the emotions. We're trying to like walk with the emotions and we're trying to say like, it's okay to feel all of these emotions because you have all of these beautiful activities that are really grounding for you. So they bring you back in. Like, like the, the fulfillment is so strong and so overarching that you can enjoy being, you can enjoy being sad. <laughs> you can find beauty in your sadness and your anger and your rage because it's all good. Yay. Abby says, I can't wait to rewatch this and journal it all down. I love that. Well, I feel better. I feel excited about life. I feel inspired and i'm in, i'm excited to see how this how this shows up for you i'm really excited for that so one thing i will say if you enjoyed this conversation we're going to be doing a challenge in october called the lifestyle design challenge this is a challenge about using lifestyle lifestyle design to optimize reproductive metabolic and mental health but also to keep it spicy, this is about becoming like your version of an it girl. Like if you think about, like if you, if you kind of allow yourself to daydream and you think about like, what would I be wearing if I was living out my, my dreams? How would I be speaking? What would I be doing? Um, what would my life look like? This is a challenge about tapping into that potential, tapping into your potential to be the it girl. Your it girl, not the toxic it girl, <laughs> your it girl. And we're going to be doing this in the Full Life Society membership. So if you're in the membership, you're already in. If you are not in the membership, we're, we, I'm doing something really exciting. I was going to price this challenge at $222. And what I decided to do instead is if you sign up for this challenge for $222, you're automatically enrolled in a quarterly membership to the Full Life Society. So by committing to participate in this challenge, you also get to commit to doing health with me, with all of us for the next three months. So kind of a win-win situation. We just wrapped up a challenge, the Mediterranean challenge, and the feedback was great. People loved the engagement. People loved feeling like you're, you're connected and you're part of something as you're working towards bigger goals and as you're doing health in a practical sense. So that's why we're doing another challenge so soon. I also have a mega fun opportunity coming up. I've had the branding for this experience for like three months, but it just, I just was like thinking about what I wanted it to be and I wasn't a hundred percent. And then all of a sudden, like it, it, it came, it came through and it landed and, and this is what it is. So on Monday, I'm going to be sharing a, an event. This is kind of like a, I don't know really what to call it. Maybe like a shop with me event. 
And really, I'm going to be going through all of the opportunities right now, including this new opportunity, for getting coaching, expanding, working together, committing to yourself. I'm going to be going through all of that, and it's going to be like pretty fun. We're going to do like a little meditation at the beginning so that you really get into your body and make decisions that are aligned for you. Um, but I, I'm really excited to present this to you guys. So we're going to do something a little different. And that way I don't have to tell you about all the programs right now because we've already been together for, you know, about an hour. All right. Well, I love you guys. Thank you for being open to this experience and participating. This is like the cutting edge of, <laughs> of health and the intersection between lifestyle and health and psychology and all of it. So I appreciate you coming along for the ride and yeah, make it a great weekend. Find a lot of joy this weekend and I will catch up with you. I will see you back on Monday. Bye everybody.